Welcome to The Golfing Mind, the podcast which looks at the game of golf in general, but the mental game of golf in particular. I'm your host, as always, Robin Seeger. I'm the author of a number of books on the mental game of golf. I'm sure you've rushed out and bought them and you've read them three or four times, so I don't need to go on too much about that. But um, I have spent years and years researching mental conditioning, uh, not only in golf, but in business particularly. I'm the author of a book called uh, Natural Born Winners, which went into, I think, 22 languages at last count. I've written other books along the topic of uh, peak performance, mental resilience, and the sort of the science of winning. So my interest has always been about the uh, psychological aspect of thinking in terms of its impact on performance. And since I was born and raised in Scotland with a golf club in my hand, golf has always been my sport of uh, passion when it comes to experimenting with theories but also just simply enjoying my love of the game at whatever level it is played so uh, irrespective of where you are in your game i just want to uh, let you know there's something in every podcast for you and if you're a professional then you can contact me directly as some of you have to uh, help iron out some kinks in the thought process what is interesting about the mental game of golf is it really is seen very much to be a, a modern-day phenomena. Ever since Bob Rotella wrote his seminal work, Golf is Not a Game of Perfect, which I think is a fantastic title for a golf book. Oh, I wish I'd thought of that. Um, it's a great title because he's right. Golf isn't a game of perfect. It's a game of good. It's a game of acceptable. It's a game of you'll never perfect the game of golf you might have a perfect round but a perfect career it's not going to happen it's just too complex a game so what really gets me um excited about the game of golf many times is when people say well i've just read this new book by and they'll quote a, an author i may or may not have heard of on a new theory in the mental game but you know the truth is there's nothing new and i'm i'm the first to tell you Nothing I write about in golf is is new, but what I would say is it's a a way of understanding it, which I hope makes it much more accessible. A lot of the golf books, the mental conditioning books I read, told you what to do, but it never showed you how to do it. And it's a bit like I don't know if you ever know. Um, did you ever buy one of those books to help you fix your car? And it would say figure one open the bonnet, figure two, remove engine. And you go, wait a second, what happened between one and two? And a lot of the golf books on the psychology of golf are full of good advice, like calm down. Well, it, you know, it's very hard to calm down when you're panicking. Telling someone to calm down when they're panicking doesn't work. So how do you learn to trigger a calm response? But anyway, I'm not going to talk about that today. What I wanted to talk about was um, some of the best golf advice I've come across was written over 100 years ago. You know, every generation has its legends. Though we often think of the greats of the game as being from the past 50 years, if you look back over 100 years, we'll find the likes of Tom Morris Jr., Harry Varden, J.H. Taylor, James Braid, Francis Wiemet, you know, Tommy Armour, players from an era 
of tweed jackets, shirts and ties, and the occasional pipe, maybe a dog in a lead, playing with swings which looked clumbersome, inefficient and laboured, with equipment ill-suited to what they were trying to do. But all golfers whom we can think of as legends of their time. Back then, as these players knew, winning was not simply about the swing, but about qualities such as character and temperament. And this was particularly true of Harry Varden, who I want to talk about today. Born in 1870, Varden was, as so many golfers of that era were, a former caddy and a self-taught golfer who went on to win the Open Championships six times, a record that still stands today. And he enjoyed a playing career that spanned 30 years at the very highest level. In 2000, Golf Digest magazine ranked him as the 13th best golfer of all time. When we think of golfers such as Varden, it's tempting to consign them to a romantic bygone era. Perhaps we suspect that if they were alive today, they would find the modern game ill-suited to their abilities. Certainly, swing mechanics have changed immeasurably. Club technology has rocketed into the space age and course design has been taken to levels that were unimaginable a hundred years ago. As a result, we might conclude there is little we can learn about the game from these players. But we'd be wrong, because one thing all these players had in common, a quality that is as relevant today as it was a century ago, is that crucial and timeless insight. They knew how to win. While researching my books, I spent a lot of time reading accounts of these players' approaches to the game, but I found very little to indicate what their mental approach might have been. One of the few players to have shared his thoughts on the mental side of the game was Harry Varden. He made a number of insights about what we now refer to as the mental game. From now, You will see from the following thoughts some familiar themes that are still around today. There's nothing controversial here, but when we hear these words from a master of the game, we should listen. I would like to read the quotes from Harry Varden and then translate it into the speech of today. So his first quotation I love is, do not reflect upon the possibilities of defeat. You become too anxious and lose your freedom of style. Nowadays we'd say, be positive and focus on winning. Otherwise, it'll be difficult to remain both physically and mentally relaxed. His second quotation is quite challenging. He says, treat, no, he doesn't say treat. He says, try treating your adversary with all due respect to him as a non-entity. Whatever brilliant achievements he may accomplish, go on quietly playing your own game. Now, my interpretation of that is focus on your own game. Do not be distracted by theirs or by outside events over which you have no control. 
You know, it's very easy to be intimidated when someone is playing fantastic golf, but nothing lasts forever. Give all your attention to your own, your own game. The third quotation he says, and I love this one, is perfect confidence and a calm mind are necessary for the success of every stroke. Interpret that, it's pretty obvious. Believe in yourself and stay mentally at peace. Believe in yourself and stay mentally at peace. Another quotation of Harry Varden's is, a golfer must never be morbid. If he cannot school himself to think that he is going to make the best drive of his life, he should try not to think of anything at all. That's a very long-winded way, I guess, of saying avoid negative thinking and, I would add, play with a silent mind. The next quotation from Harry Varden, and there's a few more to go, only three more, is remember that more matches are lost through carelessness at the beginning than through any other cause. Always make a point of trying to play the first hole as well as you have ever played a hole in your life. I love that quote. What he says is people often think, well, if I don't start well, I can get better later. He says, start as you mean to go on. Play every hole, including the first hole, as though it is the most important in your life. And if I was to summarize that, I would say, be attentive and focused over every shot, especially on the first tee. So a few more quotations in this next one, I'd like you to pay particular attention to. I think it's, I've never heard this said by anyone any, anywhere else. And when I read this, I thought this is brilliant. So here we go. You must be thoughtful if you want to get on in golf. When you have made a really wonderful, good shot, try it once to find out exactly how you did it. Notice your stance, your grip, and remember the character of the swing that you made. Usually, when a player makes a really bad stroke, you see him trying the swing over again and again without the ball, wondering what went wrong. It would pay him better to do good strokes over again in the same way every time he makes them, so as to impress the method of execution firmly upon the mind. And if I can summarize that, create positive muscle memory for the swing by taking a few additional swings after a good shot to embed the feeling and the muscle memory whilst in a positive frame of mind. Don't start swinging after a bad shot because you're just embedding a bad feeling. Two more quotes. The best golf is that which is played in comparative silence. I would naturally call that a silent mind undistracted by any thoughts plays the best golf. And finally, a man who is lacking in courage does not often win on the green. How often have you heard me say confidence is key? You've got to believe you can make the putt. Harry Varden places a lot of emphasis on being confident and positive while staying relaxed and playing one's own game. It is interesting to note how much importance he puts on the opening tee shot, but for me, the most insightful thing he offers is, to need, is the need to reflect 
on a good shot when we've played it to discover what we did, to embed the feeling, take a few more swings. And that's really it. I encourage all my students and my friends to, to study some of the players of old, not necessarily to understand how they swung the club, but the temperament, their personalities, the way they approach the game, their ability to play with difficult equipment, uh, some of the toughest courses at that time in the world, in level par or better, wearing a tweed suit and smoking a pipe. wonder what they do today with the modern technology. Anyway, those are some thoughts from Harry Varden I wanted to share with you. I would love you to sign up for my online course at seagergolf.com. So please feel free to share this with your friends. And if you are interested in working at a very higher level developing the mental game, I thoroughly recommend Silent Mind Golf uh, as a book or the online course as a place to start. Until we meet again, play good golf, enjoy yourself, and uh, be kind to yourself on the golf course. Too many people still beat themselves up, and I just don't know why. All the best. Take care.